In the name of the living God and his risen Christ, amen. There could hardly be a greater contrast. The scribe on one side, the impoverished widow on the other. Think about these two at that synagogue. The scribe has great respect and wealth and learning. The widow has nothing. No money, no education, no social standing. The scribe wears a long flowing white linen robe, a little bit like this one. It's a sign of his devotion to the law and respect in his society. The widow is clothed in the garb of a desperate mourner. Scribe, given the seat of honor at banquets and festivals, and when he enters the room, all rise in respect. The widow, hardly noticed at all. The scribe has a lot, so he can give a lot, and presumably he's one of the wealthy putting money into the offering box. He profits by piety, like our modern-day charlatans who manipulate the religious fervor of the poor. He gets what he wants from those who can afford it the least. The widow simply gives all. She gives the smallest denomination possible, but it is everything. Now, this is not just a nice Bible lesson for Stewardship Sunday. It is an important lesson for life. And that is, it doesn't matter who you are, what you've brought into this chapel on this last day of your quarter, that God measures us not by outward appearances, by the quality of our clothes, or the amount that we give, or the letters behind our name, the number of Facebook friends we can collect. God sees through it all right to the heart. Like he saw the heart of that impoverished widow that day in the temple. It's noteworthy that, as far as we know, that he spoke not one word to her. And I imagine that she lived her whole life unaware that what she did that day, out of simple, humble love, would live on in this sacred text as an example to millions and millions of people in nations she never heard of and couldn't have even dreamed existed. God measured her heart and holds it up to us as an example. What does God see in your heart today or mine as we would lift it up to him? The truth be told, if I am completely honest with myself, and maybe you're here too with me, that my heart seems to have both scribe and widow in it. Do you agree? There are times and moments and circumstances when my desire is simply to give and to serve and to not think of myself and only to love the people that I've been called to serve and only to offer what I have and to not count the cost and to keep giving. My desire to simply love God and serve my neighbor. And I wish there were more times like these in family, in ministry, in life. 
But the other part waging within me, and I think in you, if you're honest, is that scribe. That scribe often pushes the poor widow out of the way in my heart. He's religious. He loves God, but he loves a whole lot of other stuff, too. And thus, the love that he has becomes tainted and twisted, corrupted and corroded and confused. And, and as the light of God's law shines on us as Christians, as seminarians, as educators, as professors, as pastors, we, we've got to find this battle within a scribe versus widow. Arrogance and manipulation versus humility and sacrifice. And the battle is fierce. It feels almost like this cage match going on inside of us. It's daily. It's exhausting, isn't it? That's why ultimately we need to look to Jesus. In Jesus, we find that neither scribe nor widow, actually. The scribe had a lot, but gave relatively little. The widow had so little, but gave relatively so much. Christ Jesus had the most and gave it all. He was indeed Lord of all, maker of all, of all that is seen and unseen, all-powerful, worthy of all glory and honor and worship, King of kings and Lord of lords, and yet Christ gave up all of this, had so much, gave it all up, emptied himself, impoverished himself for us and for our salvation for you on this day on a Friday in chapel. The Lord of the universe submitted himself unto death at the hands of his creatures and dealt face to face with our sin, your sin and my sin and our shame. And in his blood flowing from his hands and his feet and his side, we see the outpouring of God's love for us, for all of us, though we don't deserve it and can't explain it and can't pay it back. Christ gave himself completely for us that we might be filled completely in him. Now what this does for me, and I hope it does for you as well, is that it, it kills that old scribe in me. Scribe aside, we're committing, maybe. The death of Christ means the death of the old Adam in us, the old scribe. It means the putting away of this infatuation that we have with appearances, especially in our religious circles, with conditioned love, with ulterior motives, with the manipulation of faith and piety for personal gain. These things we crucify with Christ and we put them to death and we put them away and we drown them in our baptism. And then each day, by the power of the resurrection, the Lord Jesus himself arises within us again. He who had the most that can be imagined, but gave it up all for us. And friends, in, in the message of the gospel, we receive forgiveness and life and salvation, but we are also changed, make no mistake, made to be new creatures, new widows, 
all over again. Come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.